Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, Smackdown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now on tonight's show guys, uh, first I want to go ahead and get into this. I want to apologize to you guys for last week. We had some technical things going on that I really couldn't get the podcast out. So this week you guys are going to get a very special podcast. This is going to cover a lot of stuff going on both on Raw, Smackdown, Hell in a Cell, AEW, Impact and NXT and NXT UK. This first show is going to cover Hell in a Cell. It's going to cover Raw for 621, SmackDown for 626, Raw for 628, and SmackDown for 72. Before we get into this, guys, before we even step into the ring and find out what's happened on this first section, there's a couple of things I want to cover. One, I want to wish everybody in the United States a happy Independence Day because I know you guys are going to be shooting your fireworks and having your cookouts and it's going to be exciting, but you guys be listening to my podcast too. Also, I kind of want to get into just for a brief moment what happened in WWE as of late. Now guys, I know I normally do this at the end of the show, but I kind of want to cover this now because this to me kind of solidifies what, what we've been talking about for the last couple of months. We know what's been going on ever since WWE kind of transitioned over with Nick Khan and everything going on. Well, now we've heard about these new releases. And every, every other week we're waiting to see what Superstar is going to go next. We're concerned about everybody on the roster because we all know right now, as it stands, no Superstar is safe. Proof with Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, some of the others that have been let go. Well, now WWE has took it a step further and decided to go at NXT and 205 Live. That, to me, is going a little bit because in NXT, any of you guys who watch NXT knows, NXT is the forefront, the stepping stone for these young superstars to get to Raw and a SmackDown. Without these superstars in NXT, you've got no roster or even the beginning of a roster for Raw, when you want to bring in a new superstar, you go to NXT and you go to 205 Live and you go to NXT UK. That's where you go. But apparently, somewhere in the board of directors and WWE Universe, they seem to think that NXT and 205 Live are not significant enough for them to, you know, keep these guys on the roster and these ladies on the roster and have a future, you know, group of people to come up to your, you know, your Raw and your SmackDown. I'm talking about the new releases, guys. If you guys have not seen this, go on Twitter. Go on your Instagram. Go on any social media, and you will see the releases from NXT and from 205 Live. I'm just going to name a few, and some of these are big releases, guys. Some of these guys, we know. We know these guys. We've seen them. We watch them every week. I'm talking about Tyler Breeze and Fandango. I'm talking about Tony Nese and Aria DeVore. There are there are so many I can't uh, Killian Dane there are so many I can't even cover Fandango and Tyler Breeze we know very well because they both have been on Raw and they've both been on Smackdown they went back to NXT basically as a request you know basically to go back and maybe finish their career in WWE and NXT their careers cut short 
Tony, Nisa, and Ari Davari, we know them very well because they've been in 205 Live since its beginnings. When 205 Live, when the Cruiserweight division just got started, Ari Davari and Tony Nese were two of the biggest stars there. Now they're gone too. Killian Dane, we know him very well from Sanity. You know, he's big, 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 big. And, you know, he's been with Drake Maverick, and now we've lost Dane. This is getting serious, guys. This is getting to the point to where we're starting to wonder who's next. Who could we lose? Who, you know, no, but to us, it seems like no one in the WWE roster, whether they're on Raw, whether they're on SmackDown, whether they're on NXT, whether they're on 205 Live, or whether, you know, wherever they are, there is no guarantee that these guys are safe. I mean, we're literally sitting on pins and needles waiting to see who's going to be the next big superstar to, to just vanish off the face of, you know, WWE Universe. You're getting ready to go out on the road. You're getting ready to start touring again. You need these superstars because fans go to see these superstars. They pay good money to go watch their favorite superstars that they watch on TV. But, and now they're going to go to these shows and not see some of these superstars that they've seen the entire, you know, past year. It's getting serious. We're starting to wonder. But, I'm going to say this much. And I'm going to say it to every WWE fan and every WWE superstar out there there is a light at the end of the tunnel guys it's you know just because one door closes doesn't mean another door won't open it's very possible the sky is the limit as to where these guys can go they've got so many wrestling companies out there right now that are banding together to try to you know, make something big and you guys know which wrestling companies I'm talking about. These guys can walk through the door to one of these companies and make it big. And not have to worry about from day to day, to day whether they're going to walk in and not have a job. It's the name of the game. It's what happens. But like I said, with that being said, WWE doesn't realize the the talent they've let go so far and the talent that they're handing to other companies that can make these companies explode. I mean, look, Andrade's on AEW. Huge! Huge! I mean, that's huge! I mean, the sky's the limit as to where these guys and these ladies can go. Just because one door, the WWE door, closes doesn't mean that an Impact door won't open, that a New Japan door won't open, that Ring of Honor won't open, that AEW door won't open. Doesn't mean that those doors even evolve. You know, NWA, the sky is the limit as to where these guys can go. So, guys, if you're on social media or you get on social media, wish these guys the best because the best is yet to come for these guys. It really is. WWE just doesn't realize just what they've done. And it, I don't think they're going to grasp the concept of what they've done until it's all said and done. We're just going to have to watch and see, guys, who the next superstar might be, who we might be sitting on the edge of our seats waiting to see we never know it doesn't matter if you're a title holder you're not safe in the wwe world right now you are not safe and that's just how it is it's just, it's just it's the name of the game it's all about you know numbers money that's what it's about and you're axing some dang good talent and i hate to see this talent go but i'm looking forward to seeing where this talent's going to go next like I told you guys, the sky's the limit with these guys. Doors are going to open. They're going to see the future looking brighter than what it did in the previous company. It's just, it's just, it's going to be amazing. 
But I just kind of wanted to get on that for a minute in case you guys did not see it on social media. Go on there and look. You're going to be shocked at some of the names. I just named a few. I didn't name them all. You're going to be shocked at some of the names because it, it blew my mind when I saw it. It blew my mind. It just boggled my mind as a female wrestling fan to see some of the talent that I know are so good and are literally either in storylines or rocking where they're, the division they're in and now all of a sudden it's just poof done shocking but okay guys like I told you guys this is going to be a special edition so you guys are going to get a taste of some really good action so let's jump right into that ring and let's go ahead and cover inside hell in a cell, guys. Let's go to that pay-per-view first. Of course, the kickoff show. We had Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, or with Dana Brooke, versus Natalia, and of course, Tamina came out with her. This was something that wasn't announced, so this was a shocker to see this on the kickoff show. Of course, it was a great match. It was an extra. I stand by my women's division, no matter where they're from, whether they're from AEW, WWE, ROH, New Japan, Impact, NWA, wherever they're from, I stand by my women's division because my women's division deserves a better platform than what they're given. WWE just doesn't seem to want to boost these girls any higher than maybe kickoff shows. This match to me should have not been in the kickoff show. This should have been in the main show. It was a great match. It was a fantastic match, guys. Of course, Natalia did win that match, but it was a really, really good match. If you haven't seen it, Go on social media, look it up. I promise you guys, you won't be disappointed. It's a great match. We open Hell in a Cell with a inside Hell in a Cell match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Guys, I was excited about this when I heard that they were going to do a Women's Hell in a Cell match. I've been saying this for months. I've been saying this even before I started this podcast that the women needed to have more Hell in the Cell matches. They needed to have more main event matches. They deserve that spot. And to get to see them do this, especially two of the best women in the SmackDown division right now, Bianca Belair and Bayley, the sky was the limit as to where this match was going to go. And this match was incredible. I mean, it was incredible. These two girls brought everything they had laid it all out in that ring and brought it. It was an incredible match. At one point, Bailey injured Bianca's shoulder and we all were panicking going, oh, Bailey's about to get the title. Oh, this is not looking good. This is just not looking good. Bailey tries to use her hair. She tries to tie it around a chair. She ties it to the ring ropes. Bailey tries everything because she keeps accusing you know, Bianca of cheating with her hair. But then again, here we go, Bailey cheating using Bianca's hair. Okay then. Now, if that if Bianca's cheating with her hair, what are you doing? You know, it was amazing to see, you know, all this stuff going on. You know, she tried everything. You know, she literally tried everything. She tried to get out of the cell. She's begging the ref. Bailey was begging the ref, let me out of the cell. Let me out of the cell. That's not how this works, Bailey. A hell in a cell match means you have to either win by pinfall or submission. There is no, I want out. I, I want out. They're not going to let you out. Sorry. That's not, that's not how this match works. Of course, the ref said no. 
It was an incredible match, guys. If you've not seen this match, go look at this match. This match really should have been main event because these two girls brought it, and they brought it well. Of course, Bianca Belair did win it with a KOD on the ladder, guys. On a ladder. It was incredible. Bianca retained. I was happy. I'm pretty sure a lot of you were happy. Yay. Okay, now we get Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Before the match even starts, Seth tries to sneak up and do a sneak attack on Cesaro. But after a few minutes, there the match starts. So, you know, they're having a battle outside the ring. It's a nasty little battle between the two of them. Back and forth, back and forth. Finally, we get the match. Finally, it gets started. You know, he, at one point, he tells Cesaro, pulls off Seth's glove, which was incredible. These two brought brought the best out in each other. They showcased what they could do. You know, Seth pushed Cesaro to the limits. Cesaro pushed Seth to the limits. This was a great matchup between the two of them. You know, it, it, he took the glove when he pulled it off Seth's hand and shoved it into Seth's mouth. I mean, down, almost down his throat. It was incredible to see. To see Cesaro really giving it to Seth Rollins. I mean, really giving it to him. You know, and telling Rollins when he's do while he's doing this, you haven't earned anything. You haven't earned anything. I've worked for everything that I've gotten. It was a great match. Of course, it did end with a shocker. Seth Rollins defeated Cesaro with a roll-up. Okay, now the match is one-to-one. Now we have an even thing. Guys, we need a rubber match to determine who really is the best of the best. Is it Seth Rollins or is it Cesaro? We need a, you know, we need a definitive answer here. But it was an incredible match. It really was. WWE announces Money in the Bank for Sunday, July 18th. Guys, go check this out. Money in the Bank is one of the best matches you can see. I mean, one of the best, to me, one of the best pay-per-views because you never know who's going to climb that ladder and get that contract. Now, if you don't know, for those of you who may not know, Money in the Bank, it's a ladder match. There are 10 competitors in the ring. All biting for a chance to get climb the ladder and grab a contract. The contract is in a case. There's a men's money in the bank ladder match and a women's money in the bank ladder match. Inside this briefcase is a contract that gives them a title shot on any brand. NXT, Raw, or SmackDown. They have a chance to go for a title. They can choose whichever one they want for an entire year. They can hold this contract and taunt any champion they choose for a full year. Now, if they decide and make the decision, they can strategically place themselves into a match at the very end, cash in, and win a title. We've seen it happen. Randy Orton's done it. We've seen Edge do it. We've seen Miz do it twice. We've seen a lot of people cash in their Money in the Bank contract. And we've seen a lot of failed cash-ins. Carmilla has won twice. We've seen a lot. Oscar won last year. We've seen a lot of... But Oscar won because Becky had her title belt inside Money in the Bank briefcase. See? You never know what's going to happen. It's from... It's a, it's, it's, it's a surprise. Seth cashed it in in the most incredible cash-in. The heist of the century at WrestleMania not too long ago. 
So see, the sky's the limit as to when you can cash in on that cash that contract in. So it's going to be interesting to see which ten competitors end up in this ring and who's going to cash in or who's going to get the title, the you know, the shot at that title. What title they're going to pick and when they're going to cash in. That's the surprise part of Money in the Bank. Now we get the match I've been waiting for. The match I've been telling you guys was going to be interesting because. These, these two girls bring it, but the storyline between these two and the feud that's been going on between these two just keeps getting more interesting and interesting. I'm talking about Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. It, of course, Reggie and Nia do come out with Shayna. I wouldn't have recommended it after everything else that's been going on on Raw involving, you know, Shayna and Nia and Reggie with Alexa. I would not have recommended the two of them coming out, but I guess the two of them just could not handle leaving Shayna out there by herself with a wild and twisted Alexa Bliss. Alexa the whole time is freaking out Shayna. I mean, the entire match, she's got Shayna on edge. Shayna is just, you can tell this girl is jumpy. And we all know the, you know, how she is. We know Shayna. We know the Queen of Spades does not back down from any challenger. But this challenger in particular, Alexa Bliss, has got her a little edgy. It's got her questioning a lot of things. So, I mean, at one point, Reggie gets up on the ropes and tries to help Baszler. Baszler's literally beating the heck out of Alexa. Alexa's laughing about it. You know, it's back and forth matchup between the two of them. You're not quite sure who's going to win the match. It, 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 it's cra- it gets crazy. I mean, at one point, she literally... Gets control of Naya. Has Naya moved one hand? This, you know, her right hand, her left hand. Has her cock her head back and forth. Reggie's trying to get her, trying to break the trance. The whole time you're watching Alexa do it from one end, every move that Alexa makes, Naya's doing the same. It's almost mimicking. At one point, Alexa screams. Naya screams. Alexa gets Naya, who Reggie's trying to get to snap out of it, to smack. I mean, she smacks that taste out of Reginald's mouth knocks him to the ground before she realizes what's happened it's a back and forth thing she's trying to get Shayna to lock eyes with her she won't do it but of course it ends with Alexa Bliss beating Shayna Baszler with the Twisted Bliss it was an incredible matchup guys if you have not seen this go on social media and look up Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler at hell in a cell i promise you guys this match will make you scratch your head you'll be like is the fiend here it's it's twisted but it's a great match i love where the storyline's going i'm interested to see where it's going to go next between these two girls i really am now we move on to Sami Zayn versus kevin owens i told you everyone the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens bring out the best in each other when the two of them are together in a match. It's an incredible matchup. I mean, it's incredible. Every match they've ever had, they have literally brought it to the highest level you could bring it. Kevin's really not at 100% because he got Nigerian nailed twice on SmackDown on Friday night before Hell in a Cell. So, he's not exactly at 100%, but Kevin is still doing really good. I mean, he's doing really well. At one point, you know, you're not sure which side it's going to go. But at one point, it gets really scary because Kevin is having issues. We think he might have injured his wrist. And we think his shoulder might be dislocated because 
So he's not really using that arm. He's kind of tucking it in, trying to protect it, keep it safe. You're kind of concerned about Kevin. But Kevin keeps telling the ref, no, I can continue to do this. I can continue to do this. It culminates in a, you know, a great match. The match is really good. Of course, Sharker, Sami Zayn defeats Kevin Owens. It's back and forth between these two because we're not sure which one's going to win next. It's, it's up in the air as to see how far this feud between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is really going to go. I'm interested to see what's going to happen here. I'm interested to see exactly what's going to happen between these two and how far WWE is going to take this. Now we move on to the Raw Women's Championship match. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Literally, this match is an incredible match between two people who faced each other in WrestleMania not too long ago for the NXT title. So you're thinking, okay, this might be a really, and it really is a good matchup. The Rhea is at a, unlike last time, she's at 100%. This girl is bringing it. They're tearing apart each other. And after everything that's been going on on Raw, you're kind of thinking, okay, this could, you know, these two are going to, and they do, they bring the house down. They literally tear each other apart. At one point, Charlotte takes the title out of the ref's hand, hits Rhea with it. You know, this is before the bell ever rings. It's a back and, you know, it's a great match. It's an incredible match. One point, you know, you're watching and you're thinking, ooh, this is going to get really good. Riptide, Charlotte kicks out of the Riptide. Yeah, it's back and forth, back and forth, ring awareness, everything. It's the ending that becomes the shocker. They're outside the ring, Charlotte and Rhea, and they're having a little back and forth battle between each other. She basically takes Charlotte's head and hits it into the table. Well, that's not illegal. It's not illegal. And what happens is, as Charlotte's leaning on the on the commentator's table, Rhea pulls a Charlotte. She pulls a Charlotte, guys. And this is why I said she pulls a Charlotte. When Charlotte goes to stand back up, Rhea takes the top of the commentator's desk and wham! Hits Charlotte in the head with it. Ding, 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 ding. Disqualification. Charlotte, guys, that's what Charlotte would have done had the roles been reversed. We all know it. Charlotte wins by DQ because of the, you know, the table being hit, the top of the table being hit in her head. Of course, Rhea retains. Charlotte's got that wicked smile on her face as Rhea's going up the, up the ramp. She's like, yeah, you've learned a little something from me, haven't you? You clever, clever little girl. You know, she's literally grinning and Rhea's like, you would have done the same to me had the roles been reversed. And she's right. Charlotte was all about DQing when she was a champ. So she was right. That was expected. So it's going to be interesting to see who saw who Rhea's next challenger could be? Could Charlotte, you know, make some fuss about, you know, how she got cheated and she wants another matchup? It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Though I don't think quite yet that the Rhea and Charlotte story is quite over yet. I don't think they're done with this yet. Going to be interesting to see what happens. Now we move on to the main event. WWE Championship Inside Hell in a Cell. If Drew loses, this is his last chance at the title as long as Bobby Lashley has it. We knew the stakes were going to be high. 
we knew exactly what the steps were we knew that there were, could possibly be issues with this and we, as a WWE fan and I know some of you out there are too we really want to see Drew not lose another opportunity at getting this title because we love this feud between Drew and Lashley. We're loving it. It's heating up. It's getting good. It's something, you know, we're waiting to see what's going to happen on the next Raw between Lashley and Drew. So we're really hoping, you know, that this stipulation doesn't go into effect. The match is great. The match is fantastic. I mean, of course, MVP locked outside the Hell in the Cell. So that gives Drew and Lashley an even playing field between each other. And they literally are beating the daylight. They're tearing the house down between the two of them. Drew is giving it all he's got. He is literally just beating the daylights out of Lashley. He's taking all his frustrations on everything that Lashley's done up to this point. Out on Bobby Lashley inside Hell in the Cell. We're seeing... The Drew McIntyre that we saw when he first came to Raw, when he came with Dolph Ziggler, that vicious, you know, crazed, you know, I'm going to do this and you're going to take it and like it type of Drew McIntyre who fights and doesn't quit until the fight is over. It's an incredible match. You know, you're excited to see it because we know MVP's outside. Everything's good. It's going to be just the two of them like it should have been at WrestleMania. We, you know, we wanted to see a one-on-one match between these two. Bobby Lashley, he's on fire right now as champ. He is literally on fire, guys. And I love to see this. I was kind of interested to see because this is Bobby Lashley's first Hell in a Cell. I was interested to see where this was going to go between the two of them. And Lashley does not disappoint. He does not disappoint, guys. I'm telling you, go online and look this up. Lashley and Drew bring it. They literally bring it. They bring out the darker side of both of them. The two of them together are literally magic in that ring. It's incredible to watch because Lashley will push Drew to his limits. Drew will push Lashley to limits he's never gone to. It's an incredible fight between the two of them. At one point, MVP hands Lashley, you know, his cane from the outside through the cage, through the you know, through the hell in the cell cage, because there's the little holes through that he can stick it through. Sticks it through. You know the ref, you know, gets took out at one point by Bobby Lashley, and they're trying to open the door to get the door open to get another ref in there because Drew literally Claymore one two three no ref. You're like, oh my gosh, what does he have to do? What hoops does Drew have to jump through to get this title back? You know, it's, they finally get a ref in, but the problem is when they get the ref in, MVP comes in right behind him and locks the door. Now it's not an even play, playing field anymore. Now it's MVP and Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Now, granted, remember, guys, on Hell and Soul, there's no DQ. There's no disqualification. Anybody can pop up. There could be somebody hiding underneath the ring and pop up. It's just this is the name of the game. It's back and forth, you know, MVP, you know, he locks the gate, can't get in, you know, it's, it gets nasty, but of course, you know, he gets put through, Drew gets put through a table, Lashley gets put through a table, it get. I mean, this match is crazy, this match is absolutely nuts, but it does end with Bobby Lashley retaining his title with MVP's help. Guys, we know what the stip was. We knew what it meant if Drew lost this match. He never gets a shot at the title as long as 
through as long as Lashley is champion. Think about that for a second. Get that clicking in your head for a second at the fact that we just saw Drew McIntyre lose this opportunity. Or did we? Guys, what's coming up July 18th? Money in the bank. Now, I'm going to give you a little scenario here. This is just a prediction. This is not what I think is going to happen. But this is an idea that if I was a you know, if I was a writer, I would run with it. Because to me, if you want to continue the Lashley Drew show and the storyline between these two, you put Drew McIntyre in the Money in the Bank ladder match. You let him win the Money in the Bank contract. The contract is different. He technically, yes, he's getting an opportunity, but he's getting an opportunity at any title, whether it be NXT, whether it be Raw, or whether it be SmackDown. That's not an opportunity at Lashley. That is an opportunity at all three. Karrion Cross, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns. There's an opportunity right there for one title. It does not say the WWE title. It says any title. So you let Drew get the money in the bank box, the old cash, you know, the little box and little case and let him torment Lashley. Let him make Lashley's life a nightmare. You make it so fun. Like the whole thing when Seth had the money in the bank contract and the whole thing with him and you know Dean Ambrose. It was a great little storyline. Now you let Drew step into that position and you let Drew make Lashley sweat a little. Make him think could he really cash in on me? Because technically if Drew wins the money in the bank you know, the case goes on Drew doesn't have to technically get involved in a match with Lashley to win it. All he has to do is wait, just like Lashley did, and let a match go on between Lashley and somebody that Lashley comes close to almost getting beat. I mean, to the point that Lashley can hardly stand. Just like at Elimination Chamber when Drew went through an entire battle in Elimination Chamber and then Miz, Lashley come out, destroy Drew, and let Miz cash in. Turn about is fair play. All is fair in love and war. Let Lashley get into a fight. Let Lashley get so exhausted from a hard fight that you or someone else you know, hint, hint, goes in and takes out Bobby Lashley, giving you the opportunity to cash in and win the title. Turn about is fair play. You going to play that game? Two can play at that game. Going to be interesting to see if WWE goes through and lets Drew go and for a chance at the Money in the Bank contract. If they do, this could be the storyline they're going with. They could take this all the way to SummerSlam and let Drew McIntyre get his moment at Summer. How they take this to WrestleMania, guys? And let Drew get his moment at WrestleMania again. You don't know. He's got a whole year to cash in that contract. A whole year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. It's going to be interesting to see if they continue the Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre story. But as of right now, Drew doesn't get another shot at the title. Money in the Bank is a different story. Money in the Bank, guys, is a different story. Now we move on to Raw for 621. Like I told you guys, this is going to be a big thing. This is going to be a big podcast. So stick around with me. Keep up.
Raw opens with Bobby Lash and MVP and the ladies coming out of the VIP lounge in the center of the ring. You know, MVP's running his mouth about how they defeated Drew at Elmas Fell and they're done with the Drew McIntyre story and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Drew took him to the limit and you know, we all saw that. We know MVP. We know. And he goes on to say, well, Drew can never challenge for the title again. Blah, 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 blah. I wonder who Drew's next, you know, who Lashley's next challenger's going to be. Well, the New Day music hits. Uh-oh, here comes Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Now, we all know what happened a few, about a month back, when Kofi Kingston, with the help of Drew McIntyre, pinned the WWE Champion Bobby Lashley. We all saw it. We all know it. So, Kofi comes out, and we're all thinking, mm-hmm, Kofi's going to demand his match against Bobby Lashley because he technically has won because he pinned the WWE Champion. He comes out, and he comes out with Xavier Woods with toast. Since they're toasting their win, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston say, well, we're going to help toast with you. And they throw an actual toast into the ring. MVP, Bobby Lashley, and the ladies, they are literally throwing toast. Classic New Day scenario. Classic. Kofi basically, you know, says, you know, you ain't going nowhere, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, guys, he challenges Bobby Lashley for the WWE title at Money in the Bank. Lashley accepts it. MVP is in shock because he didn't think that, you know, Lashley would jump. Jump that fast, but Lashley does. But here's the cool part. Lashley has originally was supposed to have Raw off. He doesn't get that because Xavier Woods tells him, "Look, okay, you you you're accepting his title, but and you want to match with me tonight, right? You said you wanted to match with me because you accepted the title for the Money in the Bank, you know, match." He goes, "Well, okay, you can have you can have your match with me. That's fine because you claim I'm not on your level. You can have your match with me." But, I'm going to tell you right now, Lashley, you're going to face me tonight on Raw inside Hell in a Cell. The entire Thunderdome goes into... <gasps> Lashley just had a grueling match with Drew McIntyre inside Hell in a Cell the night before. And now Xavier's challenging him to another Hell in a Cell match on Monday Night Raw. Guess what? Lashley accepts two Hell in a Cell matches for one WWE Champion? Are you kidding me? Has Lashley hit his head? I mean, there's no way that Lashley is at 100% from from the previous night. I mean, Drew and him tore each other apart. There, I mean, tables, chairs, kendo sticks, the Sell itself. There is no way that Lashley is at a hundred percent. Xavier is. Lashley isn't. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in a Hell in a Cell match on Raw. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because, of course, Lashley does accept that match. All right, now it's time for the Money in the Bank qualifying matches, guys. We always have these where they everybody qualifies for the Money in the Bank ladder match. And you always, you know, have some people you're not expecting to face each other for a shot at getting into the Money in the Bank ladder match. 
Our first qualifying match is none other than AJ Styles versus Ricochet. This is interesting. Now we've got a matchup that we've not really seen that much to get to see AJ and Ricochet face each other. It's an incredible match. At one point, the Viking Raiders come out and take out Almost because we all know Almost was going to be a factor. We all know Almost was going to be a serious factor. We're all kind of saying, okay, AJ's got this. AJ's got this. He's got it. He's going to go on to the Money in the Bank ladder match. It's going to be incredible, and I'm pretty sure you got you you out there in the universe are saying, yeah, the same thing. It's going to be AJ. You would be wrong. Ricochet beats AJ. Yes, you heard me right. Ricochet beats AJ. Ricochet is the first qualifier for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Huge. Huge for Ricochet. Props to Ricochet. Not AJ. Sorry, guys. Not AJ. So then we move on. Randy Orton and Riddle are in the back. They're kind of having a confrontation between each other. This storyline between Randy Orton and Riddle has been incredible. It has been an incredible ride. We're excited to see where it's going to go next. It's been interesting. But, of course, Riddle's wishing him good luck on his match tonight. And Randy tells him, stay out of my match tonight. Don't come out. Let me win this match on my own. You stay in the back and you watch and you observe. You pay attention to this match. Because I'm just going to teach you something. You're going to learn something. Riddle, of course, agrees. Randy walks off. Interesting little setup. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Randy Orton. And where Randy's going with Riddle. We know Randy's toying with Riddle. We're for certain Randy's toying with Riddle. It's just a matter of time as to what Randy's going to do and where Randy's going to go next. Well, well, well. Here comes the little vixen herself, Eva Marie. She's walking to the ring with, you know, walking toward the ring with, as we know, everyone who's been on social media, if you're not sure who the new girl is, her name is Piper. Go look it up. She's a fantastic wrestler. Fantastic. Eva claims that the reason why she didn't wrestle last week against Naomi is because she had a cold. Here we go again with excuses after excuses. Eva, we know you're good. We've seen you practice. We know you trained with NXT. Why are you stalling? Get in the ring. Show what you got. Yep. And then she turns around and says, well, of course, my partner here won last week for me. And, you know, and they're all, everybody's questioning who this person is. And we all know her name is Piper. And they go into the whole story. And she goes and basically changes her name. Guys, she changes Piper's name to Dewdrop. Dewdrop? Really, WWE? You're going to disrespect a woman who's been so dominant in other divisions? And has been so good? She's such an incredible... Re Guys, go look up Piper. I promise you, you're going to be surprised at how good she really is. And you're going to change it to Dewdrop? Are you crazy? I me scratching my head. Dewdrop? Really? That's not her name! What the heck? And she's not very happy about it either. And you can tell she's not happy about it. Dewdrop! Really? Come on! Dewdrop! So now after that we get Asuka and Naomi versus Eva, Marie, and Dewdrop. Mm, I want to call her by her real name because Dewdrop is just crazy. It's goofy. Don't, don't go changing someone who's so good in the ring to Dewdrop. I mean, come on, guys. That's just disrespectful to her as a performer and as, you know, 
as a woman to call her dewdrop. Really, seriously. But it's a second. It's a quali- It's the second qualifying match of the night. It the two teams are fighting each other. The winner of that team of that match that will go on to the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Now you've got Naomi and Oscar, and you've got Ava and Dewdrop. It's an interesting matchup. It's really good. Of course, Ava doesn't want to wrestle. She keeps going off the you know, off the side, making you know, Piper, aka Dewdrop, do her match for her. She you know, she when she you know, just it's it's confusing. I mean, Ava's not even showcasing what she claims she can do. She's doing what she did the last time she was in WWE, and it's not impressing me. It's not impressing me at all. You know, I was excited to see all this training that she had done with NXT to see what she was going to do in the ring, and they're just using Ava like some kind of little, ooh, pretty thing. Well, of course, Ava eventually gets tagged in after Dewdrop's done all the work, and she gets she doesn't get anywhere. She doesn't get anywhere. So she goes back to tag Dewdrop in. Piper jumps off the side of the ring, off the apron and steps back and says, nope. You changed my name. You humiliated me. I have no respect for you. I'm not helping you. And steps back. Ava's literally upset. Trying to get her to tag or trying to get her to tag or Well, guess what? It costs Ava the match. Naomi and Asuka won that match and are now going on to the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Yay, Naomi! And we can see Asuka for a second time. Ooh, this is going to get good. This is going to get interesting. I'm excited to see this. Interesting little storyline between Ava and Dewdrop. I'm not exactly about Piper, guys. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. It's driving me crazy. Piper. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes between these two. It's going to be interesting to see because I foresee Piper, a.k.a. Dewdrop, turning on Ava. I see it happening. It's coming. It's just a matter of time. Of course, Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce are in the back, you know, are out in the ring, and you know they're pretty much talking about everything that happened in Hell in the Cell and how incredible Hell in the Cell was. But they've got a problem. There's something that's on their mind, both their minds, is they just can't quite shake. They just, one match they just can't get over. They can't get over the outcome of it. They just can't let it go. It's bugging them. They call out Rhea Ripley to the ring. I told you guys, didn't I? I told you that this was not over between Charlotte and Rhea. I knew it. I knew it was coming. Got me scratching my head as to why they called Rhea out. I'm like, are they going to congratulate her? What are they going to do? Rhea says, she she basically tells them, I've told you wanted me. And they said, yeah, what you did last night on in your match at Hell in the Cell was wrong. What? Huh? Wrong? Excuse me? What? She brings out, so then of course, Sonya Deville calls Charlotte out. Here we go again. And she comes out and she says she's not happy at what she did. And she thinks that she deserves a rematch. And they're like, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm with Rhea on this. If that had been Charlotte, Charlotte would have, they wouldn't have called Charlotte out. They wouldn't have said we weren't happy with what you did. Oh, you DQ'd. Congratulations. Way to go. Good girl. Good girl. Pierce is telling Rhea that this is not how a champion should act. Excuse me? Charlotte DQ'd all the time. All the time. And did anybody, Hunter, Vince, 
Stephanie, Shane, anybody say anything to Charlotte when she DQ'd people? No. No, you're going to turn around and say that Rhea did something wrong. What? Again, it's going into that, oh, we're playing favorites with Charlotte scenario, which is just really not sitting well with me. It's rubbing that salt in the wound that I don't like. I don't like it. Are you going to tell me that you're going to let it next time Charlotte does that, you're going to do the same to Charlotte? It doesn't matter, guys. Every champion DQs. Every champion does that. Charlotte's done it more times than any other woman in the division. And never once have you punished her. Never once have you told her that's not how a champion acts. Never once. And the two of you are going to say that what Rhea did was despicable? It's something Charlotte would have done had the roles been reversed. It really was. So they basically just sure until Rhea she's got to defend her title at Money in the Bank again against Charlotte. I'm not liking this. I'm not liking the way that they're, you know, treating, that they're being so, so super sweet and nice to Charlotte. Charlotte has done a lot of things in WWE that has been successful. But Charlotte has done a lot of things deviously to keep her title. It's no different. If you're going to do it to one, you got to do it to everybody. To me, you're playing, playing favorites toward Charlotte. And I don't like it. I know that that's the storyline. I get that. But in my opinion, what is good for the goose is not good for the gander. You don't play favorites with one without playing favorites with all. It's only fair. You punish one, you punish them all. It's, it, 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 it boggles me. It bugs me that they're going to put Rhea through this again because she did something that Charlotte would have done had the roles been reversed. Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. So you're telling me if Charlotte wins this title at Money in the Bank, and goes on later on in a match, you know, Rhea gets a rematch, and Charlotte DQs that you're going to let Charlotte have to redo the match? No, you're not. You're not going to make Charlotte redo the match. You're going to tell her, good girl, good, good win. This is what Charlotte does. No. If Charlotte DQs, Charlotte should have to reface that opponent again. If Natalia DQs, it's, it's the principle. It's the principle of the whole thing. One person does it, you punish one, you gotta punish everybody that does it. It's only fair. That's how it works. Had to get on my soapbox about that because it was bugging me. It may not bug you guys. You guys might like it. If you do, give me a shout out on social media and tell me. But that, to me, it bugs me. It boggles the mind. As a wrestling fan, and as a female wrestling fan, it bugs me just a little. Tamina and Natalia are in the back and they're taking pictures and you remember last week what happened when uh, when Mandy and Dana were taking pictures. Natalia and Tamina were in the ring practicing and making a lot of noise. Well, the roles were reversed. Now it's Tamina and Natalia taking pictures and Dana and Mandy are in the ring practicing and making a lot of noise. Well, the same altercation happens, but this time the roles are reversed and Dana and Natalia, Dana and Mandy attack Natalia and Tamina. It's the same. It's, it's, this feud between these four girls is just incredible. These four women are just really showcasing what they can do. And it's getting interesting to see where this is going to go involving this match. We get our next qualifying match, guys, for the Money in the Bank ladder match. It is Randy Orton versus John Morrison. You heard me right. Randy Orton versus John 
Morrison. Miz comes out, and of course, he's spraying that little dipstick in Randy's eye, but it doesn't distract Randy. Randy's doing really good. It's a back-and-forth battle. Morrison and Randy are bringing it to the ultimate level. It's an incredible match. Toward the end of the match, Miz tries to cheat again. Riddle disobeys Randy and comes out and starts chasing Miz around the ring. Remember, guys, Miz is in a wheelchair. He's chasing Miz around the ring on a scooter, which is costly. It costs Randy Orton the match. You guys heard me right. Morrison qualified for the Money in the Bank ladder match. He defeats Randy with Starship Pain. That was another shocker. Here we go. WWE's kind of changing it up a bit a little bit. They're giving us shocking wins. People we weren't expecting to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match, we're starting to see. Ooh, this is getting good. Now, Randy's not in it because of Riddle? Whoa. This is incredible. Shayna, Nia, Reggie, and... You know, are heading out to the ring because they're, this issue with Alexa just won't let go. They're having a hard time with it. And, you know, it, it, this storyline is getting good, guys. This storyline is getting really good between these, you know, these group, this group. It's getting really interesting. They're out to the ring because they're in the next qualifying match for the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. It is Alexa Bliss with Nikki Cross versus Shayna and Nia. Now, there's something interesting about this that you guys need to know. Everybody knows Nikki's and Alexa's little friendship way back when. Wasn't quite sure how this team would mesh, but the interesting part is what happens prior. Nikki comes out, and we all know how Nikki cross-dresses. She's in that twisted, dark, still in that sanity mode. We love, we love Nikki that way. That's Nikki. That's how she is. We love it. Nope. Now she's running around looking like a dang superhero. In blue and yellow tights with a little cape and a little mask. And she's saying that she has a spark. And I'm like, you changed Nikki's look? Really? You changed Nikki's look? Now you're starting to question, can Nikki and Alexa coexist after the, you know, what they've been through through this whole thing? Alexa really is really brings it. She puts Reggie in a trance at one point. Real red, red. You know, Shayna has to break it. You know, Reggie almost slaps Naya. It's just an interesting back and forth battle between these four four people, but it culminates with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross qualifying for the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Yay! Nikki and Alexa actually coexisted and ended up in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Going to be interesting to see where this goes because you've got a dark Alexa Bliss in a ladder match. Going to be interesting to see what might supernaturally happen in this match. Drew's talking to Pierce and Sonya and he's talking about, you know, everything that happened at, you know, Hell in a Cell. Drew, if you guys have not seen the pictures, Go online and look at them. Drew's back is, I mean, it's destroyed. It's bad. I mean, he, you can tell what he went through. I mean, you can tell with him and Bobby Lashley both what they went through. They tore each other apart. I mean, I'm surprised Drew's even there. I'm surprised he's on Raw because he's just exhausted. I mean, you can tell he's exhausted. You can tell he's he's not at 100%. There's no way. And they're concerned about him. They really, you know, Sonya Deville and Pierce really, 
do show their concern for Drew. And Drew tries to tell them, look, I'm fine. I'll be okay. I've been through worse. I've got this. Don't worry about me. I'm good. But even as a, as a WWE fan, you've got to be concerned. Because of everything that him and Lashley went through, you would think, you one would think they would give Lashley and Drew the night off. Because they literally go look online. Their pictures that they took after their Hell in a Cell match, they're, they're bad. I mean, they're bad. Drew's back looks awful. They're bad. I mean, his shoulder, it, it's bad. Lashley, bad. I mean, it really is. The bruises on Lashley, the cut on Lashley's arm, it, it, it's bad. It's, I mean, it's nasty. It's, it was a nasty, nasty battle between these two, and they're both here. You would think they would have had the night off, you know, a week to recover before they come back, but no, WWE brought them here, and Lashley's got a match inside Hell in the Cell against Xavier Woods. We don't know what's going on with Drew tonight, but it's just a mess. I mean, it is a mess. Qualifying match for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Matt Riddle. You guys heard me right. Matt Riddle versus the Scottish warrior Drew McIntyre. Told you guys did I not say that they were going to put him in the money in a bank match. I told you guys this storyline could keep going if he can win this match tonight. And it's an incredible match. It's incredible. Back and forth. He pushes Riddle, even at not 100%. He pushes Riddle to his limits. To his breaking point. Riddle tries an RKO. He tries, you know, the bro mission. He tries the floating bro. He tries everything. Drew literally pushes Matt Riddle to his limit. Randy comes out and stands at the top of the ramp to watch the match. Now you're starting to scratch your head. After what happened with Randy earlier and it cost him his qualifying match, could Randy turn around and cost Matt Riddle his match? Or could they start the feud between Randy and Drew again? It's just you're scratching your head going, what is going to happen here? But what happens is the most shocking part of all. Matt Riddle defeats Drew McIntyre and qualifies for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Randy didn't qualify, but Riddle did. Drew is out. You're scratching your head going, what just happened in a real world in the real WWE universe no way in Sam Hill that that Matt Riddle could have beat Drew McIntyre I don't care what happened what fight he'd been in there had been no way Riddle's excited he's running up there trying to talk to Randy I won I'm going to the money in the bank Riddle won't Randy wants nothing to do with Riddle because Riddle cost him his money in the bank ladder match qualifier. Riddle gets to go and Randy doesn't. That's got you scratching your head as to what's... Drew's not in it. Randy's not in it. What is going on? Matt Riddle? Really? Matt Riddle? No, no, no. Matt Riddle couldn't beat Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, or Karrion Cross with one hand tied behind his back. I just don't see it happening. Ricochet has a better chance than Matt Riddle. Morrison has a better chance than Matt Riddle. Scratching my head on that one. Scratching my head. Of course, we see Riker in the back, and he's getting ready for his match with Elias. It's a strap match. And Mansoor happens to walk up to him and ask for advice. 
Nice to see Mansoor asking for advice from, you know, other superstars. And, of course, he gives him. He gives him advice. Riker tells him, never let your enemy escape. He says, him and Elias are going to face each other next week in a strap match. And it's not going to be pretty. Strap match. Ooh, I'm scratching my head. Of course, Monsoor, you know, listens to him and he turns around and runs into who other than Mustafa Ali. I told you guys, this Monsoor Mustafa Ali storyline is starting to get really interesting. It's starting to get really interesting. Could we see these two tag team together? This would be incredible. Sky's the limit. Of course, he gives him advice again. And he says, if you can't get, you know, what you want, and you can't climb the ladder of success, you have to make your own way. Can't get the opportunity, can't climb the ladder of success, make it your own way. Monsoor kind of scratches his head and kind of shakes his head. I'm interested in what's going to happen with Monsoor and Ali. They keep bringing them together, and, you know, every week we keep seeing more of Ali and Monsoor, and it's getting interesting. It's getting really interesting. These two could be an incredible tag team. They could, you know, go on to win the tag belts. It could, the sky's the limit as to what these two could do together as a team, as individuals. It's incredible as to what could happen. There's no telling what would happen with these two. I'm excited to see it. But we get an exciting news. Next week, there's going to be one final qualifying match for the Money in the Bank ladder match. And it's going to be Randy Orton versus AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. The three who didn't win the qualifying match get another shot to get themselves in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Yay. Randy, AJ, and Drew get another shot at this, which is well-deserved for these three veterans who have worked so hard to get to this point. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this match next week. It really is. It's going to be exciting. We move on to the main event. Hell in a Cell match. Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston comes out with him, versus Bobby Lashley. MVP comes out with Bobby Lashley. This is the first time in 25 years, guys, Hell in a Cell match has occurred on Raw. When this match starts, Xavier Woods literally is bringing it to the WWE Champion. Sitting him through chairs, hitting him with kendo sticks, knocking him through against the, you know, against the side of the cage. It's Xavier Woods is literally bringing it. He's proving that he can go one-on-one against Bobby Lashley and literally bring it. It's incredible to watch these two go. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, he's just literally, you know, two health cell in the cell matches. This is why it's got to be hard for Lashley because he did two back-to-back. This is why Lashley should have had the night off. One Hell in a Cell match was enough. Now you stuck him in another one, you need to give him a week off. Heck, you need to give him two weeks off. Because him and Drew literally are exhausted. And they're jumping through hoops just to get to the next part. And now Lashley's in another Hell in a Cell match. But it's an incredible match. It's amazing to see. I mean, it's great. You know, Woods is putting it, you know, puts him through a table from the other side of the ring. Now, guys, literally... There, he's up on the uh, Lashley's over here on this table on the far end of the ring. He pulls up what we call the Shane McMahon move. He's standing up on the right side. Lashley's on the left on this table. 
Xavier jumps from the right side of the ring all the way over to the left side and puts Lashley through set table. It was an incredible move. Incredible. It was amazing. I loved it. I was like, yes, this is great. They're really showing what Xavier Woods can do. And he's doing fantastic. Of course, yeah, it gets back and forth. MVP gets involved. MVP gets in there. Lashley ends up winning the match. Hurt Lock. Wasn't an easy win for Lashley. Come on, he had two Hell in the Cell matches. It couldn't have been easy for him. He really wasn't. MVP basically locks the door where Kofi can't get inside. And they're literally tearing Xavier Woods apart. And that's how Raw ends. With them tearing Xavier Woods apart. With Kofi stuck outside watching this go on. It was incredible Raw, guys. Incredible Raw. Great way to to have a Raw right after Hell in the Cell. Now we're going to move on to Friday Night Smackdown for 626. I'm going to go through this fast because we got a lot to cover. We still got another Raw and Smackdown to cover, and I want to get through this as quickly as I possibly can. Smackdown opens with Roman and Paul. Paul's talking about Ray, you know, Ray Mysterio and how Ray Mysterio basically, you know, lost his match last week. Blah 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 blah. Jimmy Uso comes out and Roman wants to know where Jay is. Roman asks, "Where's Jay?" And Jimmy says, "I called him and he says he is not coming back. He's done. He doesn't want to deal with this. He's done." But Jimmy says, "I'm with you. I stand with you. I'm. You. We're family. This is what we're going to do." Jimmy says, "Look." I can I can do what my brother can do. I promise you, I can do whatever my brother can do. Roman says, okay, then, well, then, prove it. Prove it to me. Prove it you can do it. Show me what you can do. Prove it. Bianca Belair comes out for a mixed tag team match. We have Bianca Belair and Cesaro versus Seth Rollins and Bailey. Of course, the match is incredible. It's fantastic. Bailey tries to cheat. Belair gets to save. Seth loses his cool. Belair, Belair gets into a fight. And Rollins and Cesaro get into a fight on the outside of the ring. It's an incredible match, guys. It culminates with Rollins and Bailey beating Cesaro and Bianca. I was shocked at this. Incredibly shocked. Wasn't expecting this. Shocker. Jimmy's in the back. He's pacing outside Roman's door back and forth. He continues to keep pacing. He asks Paul, what, do, what does he mean, prove it? What do I have to do? He goes, I main event Jimmy Uso. What do I have to do? He tells, basically, he tells him, win a match tonight. For the family, win a match. He says, uh, you know what? That happened. What happens if I don't win the match? Paul doesn't say anything. Paul leaves it alone. So we're set for a confrontation with Shinsuke Nakamura as the new, you know, his coronation. We all know that last week Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Baron Corbin, aka King Corbin, for his crown. So now we're set for the coronation of Shinsuke Nakamura as the new King of SmackDown. Well, Rick Boots comes out and says that. Hear ye, hear ye, my loyal subjects of SmackDown. I'm Rick Boogs, and here is the new king of SmackDown, King Shinsuke Nakamura. Of course, he comes out. We see our little, you know, coronation. He's sitting on his throne. Real Rick crowns king, you know, crowns him. You know, all hell, the new king of SmackDown. Pat McAfee's acting crazy, as always. Gotta love Pat McAfee on commentary. I love watching him do it. It's incredible to see. Funny as, funny as I'll get out. Of course, then we see Baron Corbin in the back. And he looks like he's about to cry. He looks awful. Corbin just looks awful. He says, I've lost my crown. What's the point? 
for me being here. I walks off. Guys, I want to hug Baron Corbin. I feel so bad for Corbin. I mean, Corbin can be a, you know, a pain in the side sometimes, and he can really get on your nerves, but you, you know, all in all, Corbin is a heck of a competitor, and I hate to see him get kicked when he's down. I really do, and he looks like a little kicked puppy. You just want to hug him. You feel so bad for him, but of course, that's what happens. Then we get to Seth Rollins. He walks up on Pierce and Sonya Deville, and they're talking about something. And he says, what can... They basically ask him, what can we do for you, Seth? Seth says, well, I know Roman doesn't have a challenger at Money in the Bank. And I kind of, you know, everything that I've done so far and everything that I've successfully done, you know. You knew I was Money in the Bank ladder match winner not too long ago. You know everything that happened. I think I should be Roman Reigns' next challenger for the Universal title. I'm jumping up and down this because I've wanted to see Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. We've wanted to see this. He says, he says, no one else deserves this more than me. They kind of agree and tell him, look, we'll take it in consideration and we'll get back to you. We'll let you know what we think. And Roman says, my time, or Seth says, my time is now. I, I need to go after Roman now while the getting's good. I've done it. I've earned my shot. Let's go. I'm going to need you to I'm kind of excited to see this because I really want to see Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title. It takes us back to the Shield days. It takes us back to what we wanted to see. So I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going to go. Qualifying match for the Money in the Bank ladder match for the men. It is Big E versus the Intercontinental Champion Apollo Crews. Of course, Commander Aziz does come out with him and he does try to cheat with a Nigerian nail, but he gets caught by the ref. Halfway through the match. This is an incredible match, guys. This is an incredible match between Apollo Crews and Big E. It really is. It renews that fire that they've had all this time. And that feud that's been going on for a while between these two. And it's a great match. But Commander Aziz does try to get cheat. And he gets, tries to cheat and gets caught by the ref. The ref throws him out. Throws Commander Aziz out. Which gives us a fair fight between Big E and Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews loses that match. Big E has now qualified for the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Yay! Way to go, Big E! Sami Zayn comes up and he sees Pearson DeVille talking and he's talking about how everything that happened and, you know, everything with Kevin Owens and he's ready to move on and he's ready to do things and blah, 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 blah. Well, Pierce hits him with a bombshell. Pierce tells him, you're not done with Kevin Owens yet. You have a qualifying match for the Money in the Bank ladder match next week against Kevin Owens. And, by the way, it's a last man standing match. Sami Zayn's not happy. I'm looking forward to that match. A last man standing match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is going to be freaking epic. It's going to be epic. Well, then we get Sonya Deville. She comes out. She's talking about who will be the first women woman to enter the SmackDown Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Guys, why are we not having a qualifier for SmackDown? The Raw women had to qualify. Why aren't the SmackDown women qualifying? Why are you handing SmackDown women a, you know, opportunity instead of making them qualify for it? It doesn't make any sense to me. Boggles the mind. Don't know what's going on. But, of course, she announces Carmilla. Who didn't see Carmilla getting in this ladder match again? Who didn't see it? But, of course, Carmilla's out there, and she's talking about how she's the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. Running her mouth, blah, blah, blah. Liv Morgan gets mad, comes out, and basically tells her, look, I deserve a shot at this just as much as Carmilla does. And Liv does. Liv has worked her butt off to get to this point. Give me a chance to prove it, Sonya. Let me prove it tonight that I, can, that I deserve this shot. 
they give her the shot. And she actually is going to have a match against Carmella later on. Sammy comes up and wants to know from Adam why he's in a match next week with Kevin Owens and why it's a last standing, last stand, last men standing match. So he tells him, "Look, Adam tells him, look, Sammy, you're good, you're great, you're fantastic. This is how it is. This is how me and Sonya have talked about it. We've agreed that this is the best way to do a qualifying match. This is the best way to end the feud between you and Kevin Owens, last man standing match. So next week." Sammy not happy about it, but he's going to be in the last man standing match against Kevin Owens to determine who's going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, we have Carmilla versus Liv Morgan. If, we're hoping if Liv Morgan wins, she gets to be, gets a shot at the Money in the Bank ladder match. We're hoping. This match is an incredible match between Carmilla and Liv Morgan. Don't take anything away from Carmilla and don't take anything away from Liv Morgan. These two girls bring down the house. It's an incredible match. But it ends with Liv Morgan winning the match. Of course, Carmilla's still calling herself the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Carmilla. You got your belt whooped by Liv Morgan. Sit down. Be quiet. You're already in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Stop kissing up. So... Jimmy finds out he's got a face in a match tonight. So he comes out, finds out that his opponent is none other than Dolph Ziggler. Jimmy Uso versus Dolph Ziggler. Jimmy basically has to prove that he can you know, that he is just as good as Man Event J. And it's a great match. It really is a great match. And it's a back and forth match. You're not quite sure who's gonna win, of course. He wins the match. Jimmy wins the match and proves to Roman, hey, I beat, I beat him. I, see, I'm just as good. I'm just as great as he is. I can do anything. See, 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 see? Well, then, Roman's watching on the TV, and he asks him, you know, asks what he thought. Paul says, may, you know, may, may, you know, we'll wait. We'll wait, Roman. We'll make him wait. So, Roman comes out to address the universal title issue. Paul has the mic and starts addressing, recapping the attack on the Mysterios. Every attack, every attack they've done, the crown is, you know, the crowd's shouting, you know, that they don't like him, how much they hate him, they can't stand Roman. He meant, then, Paul Heyman goes to a level we weren't expecting. Paul Heyman mentions every person that Roman Reigns has ever encountered. He mentions Braun Strowman. He mentions the Mysterios. He mentioned Cesaro. He mentioned Edge. But there's one person in particular he mentions that he's Roman has never faced. And I'm talking about the fiend Bray Wyatt. We all know from watching WWE, Roman has never faced the fiend in his entire career coming back. He's faced Bray Wyatt, but not the fiend. Definitely not for a title. No way, no day has he ever faced the fiend. The fact that they mentioned Braun Strowman was a shocker because we all know a few weeks back Strowman was let go by WWE. So why are you bringing him up? He's not even, you know, he's not even on WWE's contracts anymore. Why are you bringing him up? Leave Strowman out of this. And he goes on, etc., etc. We're like, really, Paul? Really? He says, so basically, we face everything. We've ever, every opponent we've ever faced. There's nobody left for us to face. 
We've beat everybody. Roman even agrees. We've beat everybody. There's nobody else left in the locker room that we can possibly face that can beat us. Roman's going on and on and on and on and on. But then here comes the shocker. Roman's talking. He's going on and on and on. And all of a sudden, while he's talking, you hear the famous entry, You Think You Know Me. Edge returns to SmackDown. Roman's face literally says it all. He looks like he just seen a ghost walk back from the dead and walk in to face him. Roman's face goes from color to ghostly white. His eyes get so big you would think he was a deer caught in headlights. His nightmare just walked down the ramp and just made his return to SmackDown. Roman is just in complete shock. Paul's in shock. Everybody in this, you know, Thunderdome's in shock. Michael Cole, Pat McAfee, we're all just like, whoa, what just happened? Here he is, the man you claimed that you defeated, and he's standing right there. We're all like, whoa, it gets incredible. He just comes in, and Edge just starts destroying Roman Reigns. Spear just destroys him. He literally brutalizes Roman in the middle of the SmackDown ring. It is in, it's crazy. Jimmy Uso comes in. He takes Jimmy Uso out. He spear, you know, He hits him with the chair. He barricades. Spears Jimmy Uso through the barricade. He destroys Roman Reigns and Jimmy Uso. Leaves him just brutalized. It is incredible. I mean, he literally just destroys of Romans at the top of the ramp. He's not quite sure what's happening. He's just, I mean, he just had the daylights beat out of him by a man that he thought he was done with, by a ghost that he thought he had finished. And he just wiped him, Edge just wipes him out. And it ends with Edge literally screaming at him, Roman, we're not done. This isn't done yet. We're not done. You're going, this oh my God, this just happened. It was an incredible way to end SmackDown to see Edge return, to see Roman see that ghostly face. Yeah. I mean, Roman was just stunned. We were all stunned to hear that entrance music hit as the Edge walked down. We all were like, wow. Incredible, incredible way to end SmackDown. Incredible way. Could we see, guys, Edge versus Roman? Is it possible? Could we see it? It, it, it? It's highly possible, guys. It's very, very likely that we could see it somewhere down the line, Roman versus Edge. It's incredible. Now, guys, we're going to move on to Monday Night Raw for 628. Like I told you guys, stick with me. I know this is going to be a long podcast, but I'm trying to, you know, make this, a, like I said, this is a special podcast. It's a very special one. It's going to cover everything up to now. So, you, so stick with me, guys. Hang in there with me. Hang in there with me. I promise you're not going to be disappointed. So now, Raw starts with the Over the Rope Challenge to determine who will be the final person in a triple threat match for a, for a shot at the Money in the Bank ladder match. And I'm going to explain. We knew there was going to be a triple threat match between Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and AJ Styles. We find out that Randy Orton is not able to compete because he's not there. Randy missed his flight, so Randy was not at Raw. 
Randy would not be able to be involved in the triple threat match, which takes Randy Orton out of the Money in the Bank ladder match. Powers that be seem to think Randy doesn't need to be in this match for some reason. But Matt Riddle comes up and says, look, I'll take Randy's place in the Battle Royale. I'll take it. I'll take his place. If I win, I'll be in the triple threat match against Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. If I win the triple threat match, Randy Orton automatically goes into the Money in the Bank ladder match. Pierce likes it. Pierce and DeVille like it. They think it's a great idea. So, they let Matt Riddle go in this match. It's an incredible over-the-top match. You know, Eric and Ivar, you've got Jinder Mahal, Damian Priest, you've got, you know, Mustafa Ali, Mansoor, yeah, Alberto Carrillo. You've got a lot of really good superstars in there. I mean, a lot. And it comes down to final two are Damian Priest and Matt Riddle. You heard me right. Matt Riddle. Whole time, you're sitting there sweating bullets thinking, oh boy, could it be Priest? Could we see Priest go on to the triple threat match and face Drew and AJ? It's an incredible match. Of course, it ends with Matt Riddle winning that match, which means Matt Riddle will be in the last chance triple threat match in Randy's place. And if Matt Riddle wins the last chance triple threat match, Randy Orton automatically goes into the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, that's a good friend. I mean, normally I don't like Matt Riddle, guys. I really don't. But Matt Riddle really did something special for Randy because it wasn't Randy's fault that he couldn't make it there. He missed his flight. It wasn't his fault. I understand it. I get it. And for Matt Riddle to do that for somebody, that, that's a good friend right there, guys. No matter how you slice it, that's a good friend. It really is. Shane is in the back. She's playing with a deck of cards. And Naya comes up and asks her, Are you getting ready for a card game or a match? She's facing Nikki, and she says she will defeat Nikki and then send Alexa Bliss on a one-way trip to a permanent timeout with her little doll. Well, while she's talking to Naya, she doesn't pay attention. Alexa Bliss is hiding in the background, and here's the whole conversation. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Alexa's here. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Interesting what this is. Of course, we see Jackson Riker, and he's getting ready for his strap match against Elias. And in the middle of this, he's you know kind of getting ready and everything. And we see Akira Tozawa go running by with the 24-7 championship. And uh, R-Truth is chasing after him. R-Truth stops and sees Riker hitting himself in the back with the strap. And R-Truth's trying to talk to him and, you know, kind of, you know, feeling him out and, you know, trying to be nice to him and everything. And says, hey, can I use that strap after you're done? Rasso me Akira Tozawa. And him and Riker have a nice little, con you know, little conversation between the two of them. I'm liking where this is going. It seems to me they're starting to flip Riker from that heel side to that face side. We're starting to see a face side of the former Forgotten Sons member, Jackson Riker. I like it. I like, I'm kind of interested to see where this is going to go. I'm kind of interested to see how the strap match goes. To see if, because everybody knows Elias has been running away from Jackson Riker this whole time. When a strap match, Elias has got nowhere to go. He's strapped to Jackson Riker. He's got nowhere to go. He's either going to have to win or lose. No, no, no escape. He can't get away. That's just the rules. That's the way it goes. Get over it, Elias. You're going to have to eventually face your demons. 
So then we get Nikki Cross versus Shayna Baszler. Of course, Re Reggie and Nia do come out. And it's a great matchup between these two. Incredible matchup. Nikki Cross defeats Shayna Baszler. You heard me correctly, folks. Uh, <laughs> Nikki Cross defeats Shayna Baszler. Alexa's out on the entrance ramp watching this whole thing go down. And she goes over there at one point, walks out, and takes out Reggie and Nia. And walks away laughing about it. The, it's an incredible match, guys. It really is. I really love how this is going. I really do. I like where it's going. It's incredible. Of course, this is the big one. This is the one that's going to take me a bit, so guys, stick with me. Kofi Kingston's in the ring, wanting or waiting for MVP for the face-off. Between MVP and Kofi Kingston. Kofi has the mic, and there's one moment, he says, there's one moment in our lives that changes us for the better or for the worse. He's upset about what happened with Woods last week in the Hell in the Cell match, and he asks for respect for Woods. Give him time to heal, give him time to rest. He's not happy about what MVP did last week with Woods and says he will make Bobby Lashley pay and he's going to become the new WWE champion at Money in the Bank. MVP and the ladies come out, of course, and he starts making fun of Kofi and what he said and Bobby says he's going to enjoy what he did to you or did to Woods and what Lesnar did to you, Kofi, at... Uh, one, uh, your match with him is going to be like a dream when Lashley gets a hold of you and yada 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 he calls Bobby soft he says he, he says he goes look I see he, he stood up for Drew and what he did at Hell in a Cell Kofi Kingston stood up for Drew yay Kofi stand up for Drew we love you and what he did you know, what he did to Bobby Lashley at Hell in a Cell he says I think I can beat Bobby he says he does this, you know, he says he does this thing where Bobby Lashley became, you know, how he became champion because he, he, you know, he didn't work so hard, he didn't climb the mountain, blah, 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 blah. Kofi climbed the mountain and, you know, became, you know, WWE champion, worked hard to get it. Yes, it took him 11 years to get it, but he got it. Kofi goes on to say he did, if he did things that Bobby didn't stop working and, you know, he went. Everywhere did everything, you know, blah blah blah. He went to his home, you know, Kofi went to his home country, his city, talked to friends, talked to family. Kofi's all about family and he's all about friends. He always has been. Anything that Kofi does, he stands for this. This is what he stands for. This is what he does. This is just Kofi Kingston. You know, MVP starts making fun of that and starts really picking about it, you know, blah 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 blah. And, you know, he goes, basically, Kofi tells him, you know, this whole time you've been walking around with a cane. You're not hurt. You're just not hurt. You can't be. And, you know, MVP tells him, look, I've been hurt. I've got a really bad knee injury, which in truth we all know that MVP has had a really bad knee injury. We know what's been going on with MVP. We know why he's been out. We're kind of looking forward to when he is medically cleared to return. Kofi comes out of the ring and proves he's not hurt by taking MVP he lays MVP out on the floor. And that's how the segment between the face-off between MVP and Kofi Kingston ends. With Kofi Kingston laying MVP out. It's an incredible match. It's going to be incredible to see where this is going to go between Lashley and Kofi. I like this build-up. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Can Kofi really take the title off Bobby Lashley? Could we see that? Don't know. 
sky's the limit as to what's going to happen. Got to keep in mind, too, guys, there's going to be a Money in the Bank contract winner, and he could cash in at any point in time during Bobby Lashley's match. It's highly possible. Got to keep that in mind. Pay attention. Be focused on your match, but also be paying attention to that person looking over your shoulder with a Money in the Bank contract. Pay attention. Ava walks up with Dewdrop. Guys, her name's Piper. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. It's driving me crazy. But Pad Dewdrop looks upset when she says that she you know, made her look like a, made a rookie mistake last week and wouldn't help Ava, blah, 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 blah. And so, again, we get Asuka and Naomi versus Ava and Piper, a.k.a. Dewdrop. It's a great match. It really is. You know, Ava doesn't wrestle again. You know, she drops down. She won't do it. She doesn't want to get in the ring. She pretty much makes Dewdrop do everything on her own. Of course, Dewdrop does get the win anyways, but Ava takes credit for it. This is getting ridiculous, Ava. You're not wrestling. You're letting your partner wrestle. Get in the ring, wrestle, and prove to me that you really can do what you say you can do. Ava and, Drew, and Dewdrop do win that match, but it was Piper who did all the work, not Ava. Sorry. That's how I feel. Miz and Morrison are stopped for an interview, and Miz is trying to say that Morrison will win and successfully cash in the Money in the Bank contract because of him. Ricochet comes up and literally starts scaring him. He literally you know, steals the dipstick, tries to shoot them both. He you know, claims that you know, you know, just basically taunts Miz and Morrison. It's an incredible fight, a little taunt. I like the little setup. It sets up Ricochet versus Morrison and Miz. It's a great matchup. Incredible matchup. One point, Ricochet hits a crossbody off the top rope and takes out more, takes Morrison out over the barricade that Morrison's sitting on. He's sitting on top of the barricade, guys. Literally sitting on the barricade. And Morrison gets took out by Ricochet, who's standing on the top of the ropes, comes across as a crossbody and flips Morrison off the where he's sitting off that barricade and hits the floor. It's considered a double countout because neither one of them make it back to the ring in time. Morris, Miz is panicking because Morrison's not moving because of the way Morrison flipped. He's really, really worried about Morrison, and me kind of am too because Morrison isn't in a Money in the Bank ladder match. We don't need anybody going out before the Money in the Bank ladder match. Otherwise, we're going to have the incident like we had with Randy where someone else takes their place. It, we just really need everybody in it. We really do. But it's a great match. It really was between these two. I'm telling you guys, go check it out on social media. You'll love it. I promise. We get Natalia, Tamina, and Charlotte versus Dana, Mandy, and Rhea Ripley. It's a great matchup between these ladies. Incredible matchup. I mean, incredible. Back and forth battle. Not sure who's going to win. You're sitting there biting your nails. It's, if you guys have not seen this match, go look at it. I promise you. It is an incredible matchup. These four women bring it to the max. And you're not quite sure if Natalia and... Tamina and Charlotte can work together as a team. You're pretty sure Mandy, Dana, and Rhea can, but you're not sure about the others. It's a great matchup. The girls really bring it, of course. Natalia, Tamina, and Charlotte do win it. But after the match, Rhea takes out Charlotte's right knee in a sneak attack and then walks away. Charlotte's limping on that knee. That knee is going to play a factor. Could Charlotte have an injured knee? It could play a serious factor in the match between Rhea and Charlotte. Charlotte would have done the same. 
Can't fault Charlotte if you, Rhea for doing what Charlotte would have done. I'm telling you, Rhea's learning from Charlotte. She's learning the tricks of the trade. She's proven that she really deserves to have that Raw Women's Championship. She's showing it. She's showcasing it. She's doing great. I love it. I love this whole thing with Rhea. It's really showcasing what Rhea really can do, and I love it. Now we move on. Elias versus Jackson Riker in a strap match. This match is an incredible matchup between the two. It showcases what Jackson Riker can do, and it showcases what Elias can do. Elias has nowhere to go. He cannot run away from Jackson Riker. He pretty much is strapped to Riker, and of course it's a fair win. Jackson Riker does win that match. It was an incredible matchup between the two of them. I loved it. It was great. Drew's having an interview in the back, and he starts telling a story about the English and the Scots, Scots versus the Scottish and the Irish. You know, he goes on to change it to Shane, change it to Shane, him and him versus Seamus, and how wonderful it was, and how he's going to win and go on to the Money in the Bank ladder match, win the Money in the Bank contract, and go for a title. I love when Drew does these stories, guys. I really do. It impresses me. I love Drew as a whole, and I love seeing this thing. What's going to happen in this triple threat match? Now we move on to the main event. Triple threat match. The winner gets a shot at the Money in the Bank ladder, or gets a shot in the Money in the Bank ladder match. It's Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle. It's an incredible matchup, guys. Literally incredible. AJ Drew and Matt Riddle bring it like it's never known. Remember, if Matt Riddle wins this match, Randy Orton automatically goes into the ladder match. It's an incredible matchup between the two of them. The scary part is when they take out Drew immediately. AJ and all through this, they're taking out Drew. They don't want Drew in this. They just want it to be them two fighting. The scary part is, is we all know Matt Riddle wrestles without shoes. He always has. It's just how Matt Riddle's style is. It's what he's always done. He's literally running toward AJ Styles, and he kicks the steel steps. Riddle goes down immediately. Screaming in agonizing, crucial pain. I mean, it's bad. It's real pain. He literally tells the ref, I think I broke my foot. It's a nasty thing I keep in mind, guys. Matt Riddle is in the Money in the Bank ladder match. They immediately take Riddle to the back. He can't even stand on it. He can't even walk on it. it your concern goes immediately. One, Matt's not in the fight, which puts Randy Orton out of it. Now it's just between Drew and AJ. A fair fight. Back and forth this fight goes. It's an incredible fight between AJ and Drew. But then Matt Riddle returns. Relentless as ever to try to get Randy. Determined to put Randy in this match. In the latter match, he returns with a taped up foot and continues the match. But, we have our definitive winner. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our definitive winner. Drew McIntyre Claymore's Matt Riddle with a one Two, three. Drew McIntyre is the final qualifier on the Raw side for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Drew McIntyre is now in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Here we go, guys. Tick tock, tick tock. It's a possibility Drew could win this whole thing and get to torment a champion. Possibly. <laughs> Bobby Lashley. We'll see. Now we move on to SmackDown for seven. Two. I'm going to go through this as quickly as I possibly can so I don't drag this out any further than I have to. So stick with me, guys, and bear. 
SmackDown opens with Edge. Now, we all saw Edge return last week, and it was incredible to see. He says, this year was supposed to be the year, you know, a fairy tale ending for me, for, ten, for a 10-year story. I knew it would happen. I had it in my mind. It was set in my mind. I could see it. I could visualize it. And then it didn't happen. He said it blindsided me. It took me down. I never saw that coming. I was upset about not getting, you know, a legal one-on-one match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, then putting Daniel Bryan into the match when Daniel Bryan didn't need to be in the match. You know, he says, look, he says, I'm not, he says, I could complain. The 2006 Edge would have complained. But this is a different WWE and I'm a different Edge. I'm not going to complain. This is how it happened. There's nothing I can do about it. He says, there's just nothing I can do. He says, now that I've been in the ring with Roman Reigns one-on-one, I know I can beat him. I know I can win. I know I can beat him. He shows a picture from from you know, his match at WrestleMania where he has the bar in Roman's mouth and Roman's eyes. He's describing Roman's face. He's describing everything. And he said, you know, he basically tells him, look, I'm going to beat you. It's not a matter, he says, it's just a matter of when. He says, I'm willing, I'm able, I know I can, I'm going to beat you. Now, what I'm going to give y'all, go ahead and give y'all the news so you guys know. Roman Reigns is going to defend his universal title at Money in the Bank against Edge. He finally will get his one-on-one match with Roman Reigns. You heard it here, you guys know. It was announced on Smack, Talking Smack, but I'm announcing it here for you guys who didn't get to see Talking Smack. It will be Roman Reigns versus Edge for the Universal title at Money in the Bank. So, basically, Heyman's waiting for Roman to get there. Roman's not there yet. He's kind of concerned as to where Roman is. Jimmy Uso comes up and says he knows that you, he knows Roman's not there. He says, don't even say it. We're family. I get it. When Roman gets here, we're both going to go out and take out Edge together in the ring. We're going to take out Edge, be done with this, so that Roman doesn't have to face Edge. Rick Boogs comes out, of course, to introduce Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, King Nakamura comes out, and now we have Shinsuke Nakamura and Big E versus Apollo Crews and Baron Corbin. Guys, Corbin looks awful. I mean, he really, I mean, he's got you know, scruff on his face. His hair's coming back. Corbin just looks a mess. He doesn't look like our Corbin that we're used to seeing. That comes in there, kicks butt, and walks out. He's not the same Corbin. He's just a mess. Of course, they accidentally call him King King Corbin by accident, correct themselves. It's a great match. It's an incredible match. Baron Corbin actually comes back and starts being really, you know, badass, beating the heck out of Big E, bringing the fight, taking, you know, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Corbin's doing well. Paulo Cruz is doing well. And Nick Rick Boogs basically shows Baron Corbin that his car is being towed. He's literally in the middle of the ring. And you feel so sorry for Corbin. Because, of course, Shinsuke Nakamura and Big E do win that match. Corbin's in the middle of the ring. He's in tears. He's crying. You want to hug Corbin. You feel so sorry for Baron Corbin. And I really do. I mean, go, guys, go watch this. It's, it's, it's sad. It really is. But it's a great match until the end. It's a great match. I mean, Baron, you see Corbin coming back. It's an incredible match, guys. It really is. But the ending to it, you just really want to hug him. You want to hug Corbin so badly. Bailey comes out to the ring. 
and she's going to get a face-to-face with Bianca Belair. She says she's not the kind of person that says, I told you so, but I did. She's talking about how she beat, you know, beat her last week in that, you know, mixed match challenge. And she just keeps bad-mouthing Bianca Belair. Well, of course, Belair comes out. And Belair tells her, look, you need a good crack in the mouth. That's what you really need. Bailey, you just can't let it go. You're so obsessed with me, you just can't let it go. Look. You quit making excuses. You keep making excuses as to why you can't win. You know I'm good. You know I can beat you. Stop making excuses. She goes, so look, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to do you one more favor. There's only one way to settle this and in this for all. Will you quit messing with me? So, at Money in the Bank, I'm going to put my title on the line in an I quit match. I quit match? Whoa. She says, look. Bailey looks at her and starts laughing and goes, You can't make me qu- make me say I quit. I've never said I quit in my entire career. It's not going to happen. You can't do it. She goes, Look, if you can make me say I quit, I'll quit SmackDown. I'll quit WWE. I'll quit competing altogether. I accept. I really do. I accept. And she says, You're not going to make me say I quit. I've never quit in my life. I'm going to enjoy making you quit. She says, I'm going to love hear you saying, I hear to hear you say, I quit, come out of your mouth. That's what Bianca says. And then she walks off laughing. Bailey is in shock. Bailey just signed up for an I quit match. We've never heard Bailey ever say, I quit. And it's going to be interesting to see if Bianca Belair can get Bailey to say, I quit. It's going to be interesting to see. Of course, Jimmy and Paul are still wondering, where is Roman? You know, Jimmy says, Look, I'm not going to wait. Tonight, I'm going to call out Edge. I'm going to face Edge one-on-one. Me and Edge are going to have a face-to-face conversation. And I'm going to whoop Edge's butt. I'm not even going to wait. I'm just going to do it. So we get the qualifying match for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Last man standing match. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Guys, this match is brutal. It is brutal. These boys literally tear the Hurt each other. They tear the daylights out of each other. It is brutal for a qualifying match for Money in the Bank ladder match. These two really showed they both deserve a chance at that Money in the Bank contract. They literally beat the day. I mean, guys, go watch this match. It is brutal. It is literally brutal. It ends with Kevin Owens qualifying for the Money in the Bank ladder match, and I'm excited to see Kevin do it. So, Edge is walking up, walking around in the back, and, you know, he gets stopped by one of the, you know, interviewers, and they basically tell him, you know, Jimmy's going to call you out tonight. Are you prepared for this? And Edge goes, look, I know I'm walking into a trap. I know you think I'm crazy. You think I'm crazy that I'm going to, you know, I know this. I know Roman's going to come out. I'm not stupid. I didn't fall out of the apple tree yesterday. I know this. He goes, look, he's done it. I would have done the same had the, you know, the, if it had been different, if the roles had been reversed, I would have done the same. I would have done what Roman's doing. He goes, but look, I don't care if it's a trap. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to face Roman and Jimmy Uso, and I'm going to do what I do best. I don't care. You know, I'm going. So Sonya Deville, she comes out and announces the next Money in the Bank qualifying for the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And the second woman is, guys, this is a shocker, because the woman that she says we all know, was let go by WWE not too long ago. We all know it. We weren't stupid. But we get the return of Zelina Vega. She has returned to SmackDown, guys. I was shocked. 
Because really, in my personal opinion, and this is my personal opinion, I didn't think Zelina would come back after everything that they did to her husband. And we all know he's her husband, Aleister Black. I was not expecting Zelina Vega to return. But, and everything that they did to her. And guys, if you don't know what they did to her, go look it up on social media. I'm not even going to go into it. Go look it up on social media. They did Zelina Vega very dirty. And I'm actually shocked that she returned. I really am. I mean, I'm happy to see her, but I'm shocked that she came back. It it boggles the mind that she's coming back. Of course... Liv Morgan comes out and makes a great case, saying, Look, how much hoops do I have to jump through to prove that I belong in the Money in the Bank ladder match? I'm with Liv. How many more hoops does Liv have to jump through before Sonya Deville finally says, Okay, you're in the Woman's Woman's Money in the Bank ladder match. How much more does she have to do? So she says, Look, I want to prove it to you one more time, Sonya. Bring a ref out here. I want to prove it one more time. So then we get... Liv Morgan versus Zelina Vega. It's a great match. This match is incredible. To see Zelina return, she does great. It's fantastic. It's a great match. Of course, guess what? Liv Morgan beats her next opponent again. Again. How many hoops does does Liv Morgan have to jump through to get her shot at the Money in the Bank ladder match? I mean, come on. She's qualifying left and right. I believe the other women need to qualify too. It's only fair. Liv Morgan's doing everything to get into this match. It's only fair that she gets it. I, I'm just saying it's only fair that she gets it. Of course, Pierce and Sonya are in the back and they're talking about everything that's going on, everything, you know, about everything that's been happening on SmackDown tonight. Seth walks up and starts talking about, you know, you know what does he have to do? Yeah. What, what do I have to do to you prove to you guys that I deserve, you know, a title shot? What do I have to do? Are you telling me Edge is going to get this before me? You know, I, I I don't understand this. Why is Edge getting a shot at Roman when you everything that I've done so far in WWE, and I'm with Seth, everything he's done so far in WWE, why didn't he get a title shot before Edge? I get it, but I also get Pierce's side of this. Pierce basically tells him, look, Edge did win the Royal Rumble, And he really technically did not get his one-on-one match at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Now, I also agree with Seth because Seth is right. Pierce was the person that put Daniel Bryan in the match with Roman and Edge. So, really, technically, Pierce is at fault for everything that's happened involving Roman and Edge. So, I agree that Seth should be allowed to be in... You should be the first person to get to face Roman Reigns. It's only fair. But I get Pierce's side, too, that Edge really did not get a one-on-one match against Roman, and he did win the Royal Rumble match. So he should have gotten a one-on-one match for the Universal title. It was only fair. But then again, like I said, Pierce did put Daniel in it. So either way, Pierce is at fault. He's at fault for everything. But Pierce tells him, look, if you want a shot, I'll give you a shot. Next week, you're going to be in a qualifying match for your spot at the Money in the Bank ladder match. And you're going to face Cesaro. Ha-ha! Our final, we're finally, we're going to get that rubber match. It's going to determine which one is better, Seth or Cesaro. Seth laughs, walks off, likes it. It's a great match, you know, great idea. I'm excited to see this because I want to see Seth Rollins and Cesaro round three. I want to see who really is going to go on to the Money in the Bank ladder match. I would like to see it be Seth Rollins. I really would. It would be incredible to see Seth, 
you know, go to the Money in the Bank ladder match, win the Money in the Bank contract, and then get to taunt whichever champ he chooses to taunt. It'll be exciting to see. It would be incredible. But on the other hand, I would love to see Drew win it and taunt whoever he wants to taunt. So it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to work between, you know, all this. It's going to be interesting. Of course, then we get Otis versus Angelo Dawkins. Now, I'm going to get on Otis, my Otis soapbox for just a second, and then I'm going to go on with this match. I don't know what's going on with Otis. I don't like his new look. I don't like his attitude. I don't like anything about him. I'm with a lot of WWE Universe fans that are saying, this is, this, this is a stupid storyline. It makes no sense. I don't like it. They've turned Otis from this sweet, love, caring, loving you know, competitor to a bully. Borderline bully. And I don't like it. I have a problem with it. You may disagree. Get on social media and tell me if you do, but I do have a problem with it. Now we move on to the squash match. Because that's pretty much, guys, what it was. It was a one-on-one squash match with Otis winning that match. I'm just going to go right to the win. It was not a decent match. Didn't like it. Was not impressed with it. Move on. Paul, Paul again is pacing back and forth. Trying to figure out where Roman is. Why Roman isn't there yet. Jimmy comes up again and says, Look, I don't, I don't know where Roman is. I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to go out there and do this for my family. For our family. Tell Roman when he gets here that I'm going to be out there and I'm going to call you know, call Edge out and I'm going to take out Edge for the family. That's what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And Paul agrees with him and says, Hey, why don't you go on? Go on out there. Do what you got to do. Be main event Jimmy Uso. Do what you have to do and I'll tell Roman when he gets here. So, Jimmy goes out. He goes out to the ring and he starts calling out Edge. He claims that there's, there's just him. No Roman. Come on, Edge. Just you and me. We're just going to, you know, have this nice little feud. There's no Roman here. The whole time you're scratching your head going, I'm not buying it. Roman's there somewhere. He's got to be. This is, yeah. And then you start thinking, could this be a setup? Could Roman be putting Jimmy Uso through the ringer? Could Roman be setting Jimmy up? You're scratching your head wondering both ways. He goes tells Edge, are you scared? Are you afraid? Are you afraid? You know, come on, Edge. Come out here. Face me. Well, Edge comes out with a mic. Tells him, look, you think you're smart, don't you? He says, don't you see it? He's using you. Just like he used Jay Uso, he's using you. Don't you see this? Don't, don't you get it? He's using you. Uh, but you... What happened to you? What happened to I don't want to follow Roman. I want to be my own person. I don't care about this. I mean, come on. You and I both watched the same match where he literally took out Jay Uso. We both watched it. We know what happened. We we were watching it from home. We know. I mean, come on. We know what he's done to Jay come on, and what he's done to you. What happened to you? Roman laid the perfect trap. You just don't realize it, do you? You don't see it. The trap isn't for me. The trap is for you. And out of nowhere, Edge comes into the ring and literally destroys Jimmy Uso. I mean, destroys him. No Roman in sight. No Roman anywhere. He literally destroys Jimmy. He puts Jimmy in the same move that he put Roman in at WrestleMania with the bar from 
the chair and has Jimmy bent all the way back in that cross face and has literally got him turned facing the camera where Roman can see what he's doing to Jimmy Uso. He's calling Roman out. He, he's telling Roman, look, this the same thing that I'm doing to him is going to happen to you. Be prepared for this. He literally destroys Jimmy Uso and no Roman Reigns on SmackDown. None. Roman did not come out. It ends with Edge destroying Jimmy Uso. Trap. Roman set Jimmy up. Set Roman. Sent him to the lion's den for Edge to destroy. That's how I see it. That's how I feel about it. That's exactly what happened, guys. You can sugarcoat it however you want. But Roman laid the trap for Jimmy. He set Jimmy up to fall. He set him up to fall. And that's how it is. Guys, I want to thank y'all so much for being so patient and sitting through this. I... I really appreciate you guys. I do. Without you guys, there would be no In the Ring with Brandy. Like I said, I told you guys these podcasts were going to be a little long because we were covering two weeks worth of work. But I really appreciate you guys sitting through this. Because like I said, without you guys, there wouldn't be an In the Ring with Brandy. So I appreciate it. Anything you guys want to talk about wrestling-wise, it doesn't have to be WWE. It can be any promotion you want to talk about. Get on my social media, on my Facebook, on my tw- Twitter at Wrestling Nights, Nights with a Z, on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy, and give me a shout out. Tell me what you think. We can talk about whatever you guys want. I love to hear your opinions. I love to hear your ideas. I'm excited to see what you guys are going to say. I really am. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, guys, for listening and being so patient and sticking with me, and I really appreciate it. Thank you guys again for so much for listening and have a good night. We'll see you next week with more wrestling action. Thank you. Good night.